Welcome to Coffee and Conversations with Lakeisha. We're glad you've joined us today. Get ready for some kingdom conversation. Now here's your host, Lakeisha M. Johnson. just keep pressing. You 
what I long for. You are what I need more than anything else. My God, just to be close to you, yeah. Just to be close to you, hey. That's the song in my heart. Just to be close to you is my desire. Y'all know I don't sing, but that's the song in my heart. Just to be close to you, hey. Just to be close to you, hey. Just to be close to you, my God, is my desire. That's it. Just to be close to you, hey. Just to be close to you, hey. Just to be close to you, my God, my God, is my desire. That's it. Just to be close to you. Hide me in your bosom. Let me find my strength in you. Let me find my peace in you, my God. I receive your grace for this day. I receive your grace for this devotional. I receive your grace for this ministry. I receive your grace for my business. I receive your grace for my children. I receive your grace for the call on my life. I receive the grace for being your daughter. I receive the grace. My God, I receive your grace. I receive your grace, my God, just to be close to you, my God, just to be close to you is my desire, that's it, just to be close to you, that's what I long for, just to be close to you, my God. Just to be close to you is my desire. My God, I thank you. My God, I take my rest in you. Lord God, we take our rest in you this morning. We drive out every force of darkness, every demonic principality, everything that has tried to stand in the way of you and us, <laughs> of you and us, everything that's come in between us, everything that has been exalted over you, we drive it out, we cast it down. Father God, we give you permission this morning to search the deep places in our heart, things that don't look like you, things that don't add up to you. My God, Father God, in the name of Jesus, we deal with all the mistrust, all the places in which we've had mistrust and distrust and which we've yet to surrender to you, Lord God. My God, we deal with those places right now in the name of Jesus and we receive you as Father. We receive you as being the truth. We receive you as being the way. We receive you as being the life. My God, there is no other life than in you. Come, Holy Spirit, come, come. Come into our presence. Come into our homes. Come into our thoughts. Come into our workplaces. Come into 
our cars, come into our relationships, come into our health, come into how we handle our money. We need more of you, Holy Spirit. We need more of you, God. You are sovereign. You are just. You are true. You are alpha. You are omega. You are omnipotent. You are omniscient. You are the one. My God, you are the one. You are the one true God. You are the living God. My God, you are the way. You are the truth. You are the life. My God, you keep us from danger seen and unseen, Father God. We thank you, 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 Lord God. We bless you. We praise you. My God, Lord God, we thank you for commanding your angels concerning us to guard us in all our ways. We thank you, Father God, no evil, no plague shall approach our tent. We thank you, Father God, that we will not strike our foot against the stone, Lord God. We need more of you and less of us. We thank you, Father God. We thank you, Father God. We bow before you, King. 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 We humble ourselves before you, Daddy. We come boldly before your throne of grace, receiving brand new mercies. My receiving brand new mercies. My God. I feel your restoration power. My God, I thank you, Father God, in the name of Jesus, that you are restoring broken marriages, broken relationships right now in the name of Jesus, that your word is restoring our marriages. My God, we surrender ourselves to you this morning. We thank you, Lord God, that you are healing our communities you are healing our marriages right now in Jesus' name. Father God, we want to be led by you in our marriages. We want to be led by you for kingdom. My God, we want to get the you to get the glory out of our marriages. So Father God, we just repent for ungodly marriages. My God, we repent for things that we brought into our marriage. Can I say that? That were not of you. My God. Can I, can I just say this in the name of Jesus? Because I so believe in marriage. Like I so believe. I believe in the, the foundation of marriage. I believe in the foundation. I believe in the strength of marriage. I believe God gave us marriage to build strong communities and strong homes. And I truly believe that with all my heart. And I know the devil has been so evil where marriages has concern. But can we repent for our nation? Can we repent for our country? Um, for even our country allowing divorce. I'm not saying there hasn't been um, reasons for a divorce. I'm not getting into all of that this morning. I want to deal with the purity of marriage. I want us to stand for marriage. I want us to pray for marriages earnestly and sincerely this morning. I want us to pray for those who have had broken hearts so that they can be restored, so that they can be married. I believe in the covenant of marriage. I believe God intended for us to be married. And if God called you into singleness, that's fine. But for those of us that God called into the sanctity, to the holiness of marriage, I want marriages restored today. I want to see his healing. When Jesus got up from the grave, he took back all power, right? When he took back the keys, he took even back the key to marriage. He took back the key to marriage. And I want to stand for marriages this morning. I want marriages to be healed. I want us to repent for our nation. I want us to repent for our bloodline. 
But I also want us to repent um, for things that we brought into our marriage that was not of God, things that this world told us would make our marriages healthier, um, even concerning sex lives, things that were not of this world, things that were, things that were of this world. We got to be real this morning. We got to dig deep this morning, bringing other people into our marriages, bringing pornography into our marriages, bringing things that were not as of God into our marriages come on can we just be real this morning that we just repent for our nation that we just stand for the unholy for the ungodly things that have been that came into marriage that were brought into marriage people think can I tell you there is the world will lie to you there is such a purity to marriage there is such a holiness to marriage um, when you allow the Lord to um, renew your marriage, you don't have to bring in all these extra things for your marriage to be loving, for your marriage to be great, for your marriage to be moved. You don't have to add this the world standard on your marriage. And so many of us through the years have gotten off track by adding all these external unholy things for generations in our marriage because somebody told us that's the only way it would be exciting somebody told us that's the only way it would be fruitful someone told us this was the only way it would be good nobody taught us about the holiness and the purity of marriage and so our perspective of marriage has been distorted often um we we have as a country and a nation have defiled the bedroom we as a country and a nation have just made excuses for divorce and all these other things. So today I'm just praying, Father, forgive us. Father, forgive us for, for the excuses we've made. Forgive us for... Um, being for, for bringing unholiness into our marriages and our relationships. Father, we repent for our land. We repent for our nations. We repent for our bloodlines this morning, Father God. We thank you, Lord God. We just repent for all the ungodly things that came into our marriages, that came into our households, that did not line up with your word. We cancel every assignment of the enemy. Father God, we thank you. You are dealing with our blind spots where marriage is concerned. Father God, please forgive us for our selfishness where marriage is concerned. My God, restore our families. Father God, forgive us for divorce, Lord God. Forgive us, Father God, for not seeking you for marriage in the first place, not waiting on you, Lord God. My God, forgive us, Father God, for not surrendering and submitting our marriages to you, Lord God. Forgive us, Father God, for it was generational and cursed for us as women wanting to lord over our husbands, for us Father God, as women putting our husbands first place and not letting you be first place in our life, forgive us that. Forgive our husbands and our men, Father God, for not loving us as Christ loves the church. 
Father God, we drive out every spirit of rebellion against your word that has been a residue and taking residence in our marriages. We drive it out right now in the name of Jesus. And we ask you, Father God, to heal our land. We will not make any more excuses where marriages are concerned. We thank you, Father God. Revival is breaking out in our marriages. Revival is breaking out our homes. Revival is breaking. Father God, please forgive us for adultery. My God, forgive us for the lust of the eyes, Father God, for doing and committing sins in our hearts that do not line up with your word. Forgive our nation. Forgive the divorce courts, Father God. My God. My God, forgive us today, Lord God, for not being in covenant with you for marriage. Father, we just repent today and we thank you, Father God, as the blood washes that it's restoring as the blood washes, that it's healing as the blood washes, that it's cleansing as the blood washes, it's changing as the blood washes, it's healing. My God, we destroy every yoke of the enemy today in the name of Jesus. My God, I thank you. I thank you. I hear the spirit of the Lord saying, say, receive your forgiveness personally today. I heard the spirit of the Lord just say that. Receive your forgiveness personally today. Receive that personally. Receive that personally. Receive forgiveness personally today in Jesus' name, and we take that by faith. My God, God is so intentional. I thank you, Lord God. Let's just bless his name. Lord, we thank you for healing our land. We thank you for healing marriages. We thank you for restoring broken relationships. We thank you, Father God. We buy the eyes out. Thank you for giving us eyes to see, ears to hear, Father God. In Jesus' name, amen. We thank you, thank you, thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. We thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you, we thank you. Who in Jesus' name, I felt that release. I felt the power on that prayer. I felt the restoration in that prayer. I felt the washing. I felt the cleansing in that prayer. And we stand for our nation and we stand for our bloodlines. And I thank you, Lord God, that you are raising up godly men and women who will take marriage seriously and take the covenant seriously. And we honor you. And then I'm just going to commission you because I wouldn't be me if I didn't. If you have any doors open in your marriage, I'm going to say this again. If you have any doors open in your marriage, close them today. Close them abruptly. Lock the door and don't go back that way. Because you've already repented. If you have any doors open in your marriage, close them abruptly. Close them quickly. Close them without excuses. Don't, don't close them. You've already, we've already, the, the forgiveness is there. We've already did that. We've already set the holiness in place. We received the forgiveness. Now, if you got any doors that you have open, any sidebar doors, any conversations, anything that you have going on, close the doors abruptly. Close them quickly. Close them without excuses. <laughs> and that's it. Close them abruptly. <laughs> Close them without excuses so that God can do a greater work. That was so releasing. My God, we thank you for that. That was so releasing. I 
felt the release. I felt the glory of God. Now, Father God, we thank you that your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Show us your glory. Let us manifest your glory. Let us walk in your glory. I, I am waiting to hear the testimonies of how marriages are being changed, how our country is being restored, how your communities are being restored. I'm waiting to hear the testimony of that. I'm just going to wait till y'all start saying, my God, God restored my marriage. My God, God healed my marriage. Or my God, my parents' marriage was restored. Or my God, my marriage started getting better and better, a gooder and gooder. I cannot wait to hear the testimonies because I felt the release on that prayer. I felt the power in the prayer. I felt the I felt the wisdom of the Holy Spirit. And I know God is going to do exactly what he said he would do because that's the kind of God we serve. So if you got in late, we just pray for marriages. Go back and get that prayer so you can receive that prayer. We just pray for marriages. I thank God for his intentionality. I thank you how we can serve together as a community to stand in the gap, to stand in the gate, to stand for marriage, to stand for what God loves, for to stand for what's right for kingdom and to be real, real and real transparent. Father God, we thank you. We bless you. We praise you. We magnify you. Now, I want to get into um, I want to get into I'm going to call it. It's not a story. But I want to get into the word today and I want to give you just a little bit of what God was showing me this morning. And it actually pulled me into a place of repentance, pulled me into a place of digging deeper into myself, which I feel like the word should do. I feel like if you're not before the word and 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 it's not searching you, it's like, a, you know, how when you go to the doctor, if you have to have be sculpt or surgery um, and we and the doctors have to put a camera inside of you and the camera begins to scope and see the things that cannot be seen with the eye. For me, it's the same thing with the word. If the word is working, if your heart is fertile, then the word should begin like this scopic search. It should begin to search. We should never be, should be in a position or a place where you're like, oh, that doesn't belong to me. No, the word should begin to scope us. The word should begin to dig deep in us and begin to, to ask. And we should have the boldness of the Holy Spirit to begin to ask the Lord and say, you know what? I need to know what, what, what it is you're trying to show me in this. And so I want to talk to you a little bit this morning about the rich young ruler. And when I was reading and studying this, there was a particular word that that stood out um and i want to just share with you this morning um what god placed on my heart um and i'm going to read it out of matthew and i'm going to read it in the amplified and i might skip over to the message and i'm just going to give you a little bit and then we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get out of here so y'all just say speak holy spirit speak 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 Speak, 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 Holy Spirit, speak through me. Um, so I'm going to go to the Amplified and it says, and someone came to him and said, teacher, what essentially good thing uh, shall I do to obtain eternal life? That is eternal salvation in the Messiah's kingdom. And Jesus answered, why are you asking me about what is good? My God, he says, why are you asking me about what is good? He said, there is only one who is essentially good. But if you wish to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments, right? So keep the commandments. 
we know um, essentially Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 um, tells us that we are free by grace. We receive what we need by grace, right? Um, for by grace, you've been saved through faith and it's not on your own doing. So I don't want us to be confused by what he's saying here. Um, for by grace, you've been saved through faith and this is not your own doing. It is a gift of God and not a result of works so that no one may boast. It's not a result of works, so no one may boast. So Jesus answered, why are you asking? He said, this is the only one who is essentially good. But if you wish to enter into eternal life, keep the commandments. And he said to Jesus, which commandments? And Jesus answered, you shall not commit murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not give false testimony. Honor your father and your mother and love your neighbor as yourself. That is un." selfishly seek the best or higher good for others. I want to repeat that one more time. That is unselfishly seek the best or higher good for others. The young man said to him, I've kept all these things from my youth. What do I still lack? I'm doing all the things that you asked me to do. That's how I know. I, that's why I know the deep calls into the deep. That's why I know it's always deeper. That's why I know it's always more, always greater than what we're doing. He says, the young man said to him, I've kept all these things from my youth. What do I still lack? And Jesus answered him, if you wish to be perfect. And he wasn't talking about perfect according to things. He was talking to him about spiritual maturity. Somebody say spiritual maturity. He was talking to him about spiritual maturity. And he says, he said, if you wish to be perfect, that is have spiritual maturity that accompanies godly character with no moral ethical deficiencies, then this is what I want you to do. This is what Jesus says to him. He says, what do I still lack? <laughs> he says, what do I still lack? And Jesus says, well, then if you're trying to come to another level of spiritual maturity. And I just hear the Lord saying to us, if we're going to come to another level of spiritual maturity, if we're going to still come to another level in him, if we're still going to rise, if we're still going to actually go lower, then what do Lord, what do I lack? I think we should all be asking that question this morning. Lord, what do I lack? What do I lack? What do I lack? What in my life does not line up with you? What in my life does not look like you? What, what do I in my life is not shaped like you? Father, what do I lack? What, what do, I'm not going to assume anything. What do I lack? So he says here, he says, then this is what I want you to do. I need you to give your money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me, becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me and walking in the same path of life that I walk. But when the young man heard this, he left grieving and distressed for he owned much property and had many possessions, which he treasured more than his relationship with God. Jesus said to his disciples, I assure you and most solemnly say to you, 
It is difficult for a rich man who clings. Somebody say who clings. My God. Father God revealed to us this morning what we are clinging to you. For, forgive us this morning. Yeah, come on, Angela. Dig deep. What is my heart? What is in my life? What, what have I done? What am, what am I doing? What am I still connected to? Come on now. What is, what is still in front of you? What is still before you? What, what will I not give up for you? What have I not given up for you? What, what, what am I still clinging to? What am I still holding on to? What stands in the way between me and you? Jesus said to his disciples, I assure you and mostly solemnly say to you, it is difficult for a rich man who clings to his possessions, his status and his security to enter the kingdom of heaven. Again, I tell you, it's easy for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man who places his faith in wealth and status to enter the kingdom of God. And then the disciples come back and says, when they heard this, they were completely astonished and bewildered saying, then who can be saved? He says, then who, who, who can be like, who can be saved? And he comes back and just, Jesus looked at them and said, with people, as far it depends on them, my God, he says, with people who can be saved then Lord, he said, it really depends. It's on them. It's, it's on, it's, it's not on me. It's, it's on them. It's, it's on what will they give up? It's on what will they turn around, turn away from? It's on what has their attention more than, more than me. <laughs> and so when we start looking at what Jesus is doing to be saved, we, we, we got to do three things. We need to look at the background of the rich young ruler. We need to look at the purpose of his question. And we need to look at the essence of, of Jesus. We can't focus on the fact that Jesus was focused on commandments because we don't live by that. As a matter of fact, Galatians 5 and 25 says, since we live by the spirit, let us keep in step with the spirit. So what is in me that is in, that's it. Come on, Holy Spirit. What is in me? What is in me that is keeping me from living by the spirit? What am I connected to? What is my affection set upon? I can see this whole encounter between Jesus and this young man. I can see Jesus, the young man approaching Jesus. I can see him fighting for Jesus' attention. I can see him having his list ready. Well, I've done this and I serve in church and I pray to you three times a day and I'm in the temple and I give my tithes and I sow my seed. I can see him telling the Lord, like, I've done all of this. Now, what else will I do? What do, else do I need to do to be guaranteed? And Jesus, I can see Jesus looking at him and saying to him, give it all up. Just give, give it, give it all up. Like, give it everything you possess, everything, everything. Everything you could possess, every everything that you have, everything that you're holding on to, everything that's standing in between me and you, give it all up. Just get, if you really want this life, come on now. If you really want this life, if you really want to follow me, if you really want to be used by me, if you really want to be used by for my glory, then you're gonna have to give up the thing that you've held on to. 
the most. You, you're going to have to give up the thing that you've held on to. You've gotta, got to give up the thing that you've made your God. You've got to give up the, the thing that you value more than you value me. If this is what you really want to do, you're going to have to lay down your life. You're going to have to pick up your cross and then you're going to have to come and follow me and walk in step with me. You're going to have to become less so that I become more in you. You're going to have to become, and this isn't just this, because can I tell you what was evident? Can I tell you what was evident? Can I, can I, can I really be real with you and tell you what was evident? At the point that he asked him to give it all up, and at the point that he could not give it on up, it proved two things, right? Because he told him, go sell all your possessions. Come on, Holy Spirit. He said, go sell all your possessions and give your possessions to the poor. That is, remember the foundational truth when they asked him, what is the greatest commandment? What is the what is the greatest what is the greatest commandment? And he said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and then love your neighbor as yourself. At the point that he asked him to give up absolutely everything else, to sell it and give his possessions in the poor, he was asking him to demonstrate that you love your neighbors greater than you love yourself. He was asking him to love your neighbor greater than you. I need you to love your neighbor greater than you love yourself. And then at the point that he asked, sell all your possessions and come after me. At the point that he said, sell all your possessions and come after me. He was asking, you put me first. You really put me first. If you're going to tell me you love me with all your heart, you lay it all down. You trust me with every circumstance. You trust me with every situation. You become my disciple. You walk in step with me. You give it all up. You relinquish all the control. You give it all up for me. That's what he said. He said, this is what he asked him. He said, you're going to give it up. He said, this is what you're going to. He was asking him. That's really what he was saying to him. In the essence of it, he's asking him, you're saved through grace. But he's saying, if you want to know really what it takes, if you really want to know really what it describes, if you really want to know really what needs to happen, then what's going to have to happen here is that you're going to have to give it all up. If you're going to have to, if you really want to be spirit, spiritually mature, then you're really going to have to give it all up. You're, you're really going to have to get, you're really going to. So Lord, what lays inside of me? That has me disconnected. What lays inside of me that is interfering with me living by the spirit? What lays inside of me? What am I clinging to that has me more gravitating towards the flesh that I cannot give it all up for you? <laughs> that I cannot give it. It's, can I tell you something? This He had did the things. <laughs> he had did all the things. He was doing the things. But for him to really be a disciple, for him to really walk in the play, will you, will you shave your, will you give it, like, will you give it all up? Will you really give it all up? Will you really lay it all down? Will you really walk away from it, right? What? Will you love me more than you love property? Will you love me more than you love the marriage? Will you love me more than the, can I, can I tell you something? It's nothing like having a barren womb, like being a woman. Yes. Yeah. I, yes. Dolly. Like he did. It's nothing like be, but will you so be, will you, will you like, if you don't get the answer to the prayer, if the baby never comes, if the marriage never happens, if the big house never gets built, will you still serve me? Will you still let me be number one? Will you still need to, will you still allow me to be God? So in order for him to be in service, he had an idol in his life and he didn't even recognize that he had an idol in his life. He says, if you can keep the law perfectly, 
if you can become spiritually mature, if you can walk in the spirit and not gratify the desires of the flesh, then really, in essence, he was saying, you're going to have to love me with all your heart. And if you're going to love me with all your heart, nothing can stand in the way of me and you. Nothing can, nothing can stand away in the middle of you. Now, can I show you something, how powerful this is? Can I show you how powerful this is? Can I show you how God, good God is? And I think the resolve is we don't understand when God is asking us to go there in him. We don't understand the promise of what he said to him. He says to him, he says, if you wish to be perfect, that is have the spiritual maturity that accompanies godly character with no moral ethic, ethical deficiencies, go sell what you have and give the money to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven and come follow me. Becoming my disciple, believing and trusting in me, walking in the same path of life that I have walked. But if we will be very clear in the word, because the beauty of this is we get to read the what's next. He also promised in the word in this age. I love this scripture. When I accepted my calling to ministry, it's the scripture that hold on. He said, if you give up mothers, if you if you give up a mother, if you give up a father, if you give up house, if you give up land, whatever you give up for me, I promise you I'm going to I'm paraphrasing, but I promise you I'm going to take care of you. I promise you, if you trust me, I got you. I promise you, if you trust me, I'm going to provide for you. I promise you, if you trust me, I'm going to protect you. I promise me, if the little bit, the stuff that he has stored up on earth, the little bit that God was asking him to exchange was nothing compared to his reward in heaven. So, Father God, we ask you this morning, what are we clinging to? What do we lack? What is still in our heart that separates us from you? What is still in our lives? <laughs> what is still in our life that is keeping us from being led by the spirit? What is still in our life that is keeping us from having the heart and the mind of Christ? What is still connected to us? What will we not surrender to you? What are we still yoked to? What will we not walk away from? What is going on? What are we clinging to that is keeping us from living a life that is pleasing to you? <laughs> what is it? What, what is it? What is it? Yes. Oh, I love that. One of our Instagram, Dolly said, Dolly, Dolly said he thought he was fulfilled and living out the commandments, but he missed an opportunity to be fulfilled by the Lord. That's so good. He missed an opportunity to get what he really needed. He missed what the opportunity to really receive what he needed from God. Like he, he missed, he missed the opportunity to really be fulfilled, to really, to really be fulfilled, to really, it's not, the scripture says clearly, you can store up your treasures. You are not to store up your treasures in these things in this earth, stuff that will rot, stuff that will walk away. People that will die. No, your treasure is, in, your treasure is in me. It was funny because he says, oh, I've kept all. What do I still lack? And that's the key statement. Lord, what do I still lack? What is keeping me from you? My God, <laughs> my God, he, my God, my God. He was in pursuit of righteousness. He was in pursuit of righteousness. But the problem was he considered himself faultless according to the law. 
He considered himself faultless according to the law. He considered himself faultless according to what he was doing. Jesus was emphasizing that the law was God's perfect standard. That's fine. You can, you can live according to the law, but that's still a big if because we're flesh, right? But what he was proving to him is that what he was living was not living up to God's holiness. He loved himself and he loved his money more than he loved God. <laughs> if he did not, he would be willing to give up whatever it took <laughs> See, his encounter with Jesus exposed the greed in his heart. His encounter with Jesus exposed where he really, really was. He had made an idol of his wealth. So we ask ourselves this morning, that's it. What do we lack? What do we lack? What do every, every moment, can I say that Holy Spirit? Every moment can be a hype moment with God. Every moment isn't, it's about what Lord, what do we lack? <laughs> Lord, what do I lack that's keeping me from walking in the fullness of who you call me to be? What do I lack that's keeping me from walking in, in your way, in your truth, in your life? What do I lack? What do I lack? That's what he asked him. What, do I must, what, what must I do to be saved? What do I lack? That's it. That's good. What do I lack? What does Lakeisha lack? So, Father God, this morning... We ask you to reveal to us the things that we lack. Show us anything that's interfering with us from living a life by the Spirit. My God, show us anything that's interfering with us from for producing the fruit of the Spirit. Show us anything in our lives that do not align with your life and with the Word of God. Since we live by the Spirit, Father God, let us walk in step with the spirit let us walk in step with you so we bow the eyes out father god we ask that you open our ears this morning so that we can hear so that we can attend to you so that we can walk in the fullness of who you called us to be what in particular is wrong with us that's what the message said what in particular is standing in the way <laughs> what in particular what in particular is interfering with our relationship with you? What in particular are we doing that's not pleasing to you? What in particular is interfering with you? What in particular, Lord God, we ask that you reveal it to us and that you give us the strength to walk away and to align our lives with us, yours. Forgive us for pride. Forgive us for haughtiness. My God, forgive us for the idols that we've had in our life that have confused us. Forgive us. We cast down every stronghold, every thought, everything that is exalted. If we have been a slave to worry, if we have been a slave to worry, if we have been a slave to worry, Father, forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us. Forgive us for putting our attention and our affection on things above. What, what do we lack? What do, what do we lack? What do we, what do we lack? What do we lack? What do we lack? In Jesus name. Amen. My God, this is so powerful. This is so powerful. Like this, this is, this brings us to the essence of the relationship of Christ. Can I, to see what we've been allowing to fulfill us, whatever you can't walk, 
can I just, can I say, well, he's not, he shouldn't. I'm not saying he won't, but if the Lord asked you to walk away from your, your marriage, if you, if the Lord told you to step away and he asked us all the time to step away from things, he told us to cast our cares on him because he cares for us. He, he told, he told us not to worry over things, everything that we've worried over and what we've been worried over probably has precedent over him. Lord, I don't want no idols. <laughs> Show me anything. In my, if it's me, whatever it is, I don't, I don't want any idols. I don't want any idols. I don't want anything to be above you. I don't want to, I don't want anything. My God, what is it? What do, what do I like? I don't want anything. My God, hey, that that's it. <laughs> that that's that's it. That's it. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. That's all. But most of us won't listen and, and do what we ask. Or most of us will only. That's a whole nother lesson. Let me go. Most of us will modify. Most of us will modify what he asked us to do. We'll only do part. <laughs> we'll only do part. Most of us will only mod modify. We'll modify. We'll do in part what we, we asked us to do. We won't love fully. We won't commit to the things that he asked us to do. My God, Father, we thank you. We come to the end of ourselves today so that we can be more full of you in Jesus' name. Now, Father God, I thank you, Father, for every person on this devotional. I thank you for those who give, those who don't give. I thank you, Father God, for just saturating us in your presence. I thank you for the word today and that we rightly divide the word of God in Jesus' name. Amen. So two things. If the Lord places on your heart to partner with this ministry or give, go over to the website, LakeishaMJohnson.com. Click the donate button. Cash app us, dollar sign, LMJ ministry. Honor the Lord. Whatever it is the Lord tells you to do, just honor him. Go ahead and do it and give. You can find out all the ways that we use your money or how we use the money for the body of Christ on the website, Lord God. Um, my second thing to you is if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior, this is your moment. This is when you give up. Somebody told you giving, living up in Jesus is hard. It's really not. This is the moment that you give up. This is the moment that you change perspective. Just completely repeat after me. Dear Jesus, I have sinned against you. I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to come into my heart and take away my sins. I promise to love and follow you as best as I can. Thank you. Jesus for saving me. If you prayed that prayer, send us an email and let us send you some materials. Um, I love you so much. God loves you so much. He loves you enough that he brought you this word. He brought you this word to say to you today. What do I like? It's a depth to this. It's a depth to this. I promise it is. Just when you think we, we, we all have been like the rich young ruler. It's a depth to this. Like it, when we, we will think we have arrived. We will think we're somewhere. We will think we're doing everything God asked. He just proved it to us. But the depth of the relationship is when we can give up, release, relinquish exactly what he asked us to do. That's, that's at the point that you know you're really willing to go there. That's at the point that you know you're really willing to go there. When you'll give up all the things, when you'll change your perspective, when you'll close the door, when you'll walk away things, when you'll follow, when you follow him. At that point is when you know that the relationship has the capacity, the propensity to go deeper. 
that you can go deeper in him, that it's not surface. It's not the things that are external. It's the things that are internal. I love you, but more than anything, God loves you. He does, he does, he does, he does. Father, I thank you for the word today. We cover this devotional in the blood of Jesus. No weapon formed against us shall prosper. I thank you, Father God, that the glory will be revealed in our lives today. In Jesus' name, what do I lack? What do I lack? What do I lack? What do I lack? Lord God, what do I lack? I'll see y'all back here in the morning at 5 a.m. Love. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. If you would like more information about LMJ Ministries, log on to LakeishaMJohnson.com today.